Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Friday. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager of Wrestle Addict Radio. And you wouldn't expect to hear me on Friday, but I'm here for a very, very special occasion. I am here to celebrate the 300th episode of the Young Lions Perspective, which will feature myself, Mance from the Monday Night Delight, from the Delight Show, as well as Mr. YLP himself. So join us in this two-part episode where we discuss all the biggest news in wrestling leading into WrestleMania week in part one. And then in part two, we are going to break down not only WrestleMania, but also NXT TakeOver and everything else in between. So sit back, relax. Here's part one of the very well-earned, the very well-deserved Young Lions Perspective 300th episode. Enjoy. What's going on, guys? Back from the Wrestling Lips Podcast here. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 300 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me. WrestleMania weekend. And wherever you may be, wherever you are, and the Wow! Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday, April 9th, 10th, eh, who gives a shit? <laughs> 2021, it is, we're on the eve, the precipice of WrestleMania 37 weekend. And you know, Mr. YLP could not come alone. And I brought a couple of frenzies with me. To my left, the host, everyone's favorite best friend in the entire world, and of course, my boss, the wonderful one-third host of the King of the Rings podcast, King Ricky Rose. Hello, 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 Mr. YLP. Thank you for having me on the show. Of course, this is King Ricky Rose, the king of the Kings of the Rings podcast and the general manager of Wrestle Addict Radio here to celebrate a big milestone, uh, Mr. YLP. I believe on the precipice of WrestleMania, this is episode 300 for you. Whew, that was, oh, that gave me chills, actually. But what really gave me chills and I could not be happier to my right the everyday delight, the man, the myth, the damn legend himself, Man Chapel. What's up, guys? I am here. It. I got to remember how to do this. I haven't done this. It, it is it's been a while. Uh, I am the Monday Night Delight Man Chapel, the host, returning host, conquering host of the Delight <laughs> Show. Uh, as you heard this past Wednesday, uh, myself. And my partner in crime, DK Murphy, we're back uh, every week. And, and it's good to be back. I want to thank everybody who said a kind word, threw up a prayer, positive energy, a thought for my family in this time. Uh, and 300 episodes. My God. If you combine all the episodes of The Delight Show, The Gift of Podcast, <laughs> Street Talk, The Shoot Style Podcast, and 966 Radio, I'm still coming up 100 episodes short of where you are right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, why have I been on so many shows? Yeah, I was about to say, you did a lot, didn't you? Uh, well, you know, when, we, when you're good at what you do, they make you <laughs> It's very true. With different people from around the world as well. That's true. I, I have had an assortment of co-hosts. But I'm happy to have you guys here today. Yes. Um, and I, am, I cannot believe that math is actually legit. Hundred, Wow. But... We ain't going to talk about that. We are here for episode 300. And y'all, I mean, just before we even get into all the stuff we got, because we got a lot to talk about today. Um, this for me is a number I've really wanted to hit. Not only because I am a fan of the movie 300 and Sparta and all that good stuff, but this is one that I've wanted to have for quite some time. Um, because uh, in, in where I am in my wonderful, morbid, twisted mind, that is me. The number three is a lucky number of mine in the Chinese Zodiac. So um, it's a very, very big number for me. And one that I really wanted to hit, conquer and surpass uh, ever since I started this. Never did I think in my wildest dreams that I ever even think that I would even get to 300, much less 30 or anything of that matter. So to be here 
WrestleMania weekend, episode 300 with two of my favorite people. And of course, the rest of the WrestleMania radio family, Kay, Will, Freddie Boy. It's, it's an honor. It's an honor to be here, an honor to be part of the War family, and an honor to bring this to you, this wonderful beauty, this video, the audio, everything in between. I'm just thankful to have the opportunity to bring this to you every single week, every dang Friday. And we here. So, before I get, I'll start, you know, mushy and whatnot, we got some things to talk about. We got a lot of things to talk about today. Not only are we going to talk about, of course, WrestleMania 37, because WrestleMania 37, but we're going to talk about a little bit of news, a little bit of things, and we're going to kick things off. With the big news, the rumor that has been around and everybody was thinking, could it happen? Could it be a big thing? NXT, April 13th, Tuesday night. They said it couldn't be done. But unfortunately for me, it makes last week, this week. Mm. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that all fair. <laughs> That's a, ooh, that will be a, big, a wonderful conversation to have but we are not here for any of that <laughs> we are here to talk about tea on Tuesday nights and I have to say I, it, was, it was inevitable the word is inevitable I'm going to kick it off first to Mitch I'm going to get your thoughts on NXT on Tuesday nights what are you thinking how are you feeling about it what's the move well I think it's the best move all around it, it's it's the best thing for NXT because for the past year and a half, they've been coming up short on all, but I think one occasion to AEW and I believe AEW aired at 10 PM that night after, after the NBA. And even then I think it was close. It's the best situation for AEW because there's a chunk of fans that are going to come over to AEW. Now it's the best situation for impact because now they're back on their classic night of Thursday, which they announced this week. Um, it's the best thing for fans because I, given the choice, I watch AEW and then I watch the highlights of NXT. Well, now I'll probably watch NXT on Tuesday nights. I'll watch AEW. I'll have a house full of people that were that are upset that wrestling's on every night, but they'll be okay. Um, it, it's the best. It's the best for everything around. Um, I, I'm not so crazy with Hunter's comments that they were bullied off of Wednesday nights. They weren't bullied off of anywhere. They just lost. But they're doing the right thing, and, and it's going to be good. It's going to be good all around. I can't wait to see what happens. That first Tuesday night is going to have to be a big one because it's, it's the first one after a takeover. It's the first one on Tuesday nights. They got to establish themselves on that night and uh, see where it goes from here. Yes, yes, yes. Ricky, your thoughts? I didn't hear anything about the bullying comment, so that is news to me, but it is what it is. Fact of the matter is, it's a multi-year deal that they just reneged with USA Network. So that was in the works probably way before the rumor got out anyways. And according to the press release that they did, which I find very interesting because, they, you know, WWE doesn't really like to talk about numbers, but in the press release, they talked about numbers. So according to the numbers, uh, according to the press release, sorry, not according to the numbers, because, um, you know, numbers numbers can tell anything that you wanted the numbers to say for you um but they said they did an average of about 875 or something like that uh per wednesday but then they also mentioned that they did about 20 percent better when they did their tuesday specials for nxt so by that logic in and of itself okay yes it makes sense for them to move over to to Tuesday nights, if they're doing better on Tuesday nights, anyways, because remember they had the uh, the Super Tuesday special, which actually did really well and was a very, 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 very good show. So yes, this is a win win. I don't think NXT even saw it as a war. I don't think they were bullied off. They had some pretty good moments. They got blown out of the water when they did the John Huber Memorial, but who wouldn't have watched that show anyways? You know, but this is you know this is a this is a win win for everybody. You know, so NXT gets gets a gets a gets a time to themselves, even though they're on Wednesdays first. Uh, they get a they get a date to themselves. AEW gets a date to themselves. It's a win win. Now it's a matter of who's going to start watching NXT that hasn't before, and who's going to start watching AEW that hasn't before. That's going to be the next big. Uh, talking point how are the numbers going to grow if AEW was doing really well um on wednesdays which they were by and large can they get better now that they don't have quote-unquote competition next to them that's what i'm really interested 
about? I mean, absolutely. This is probably a move that everyone wins. We all win. Fans win. WWE wins. NXT wins. AEW wins. We all win because now we have dedicated nights for the entire week. Raw on Mondays, NXT Tuesdays, AEW on Wednesdays, Impact Thursdays, SmackDown Fridays. We get an entire work week of professional wrestling. This should have been the move, personally, in my opinion, from day one. But apparently there's someone that is the head of WWE that had other ideas, but that's neither here nor there. I think, though, NXT should have just been on Tuesdays. Like you said, Ricky, Super Tuesday stuff was fantastic. Hit big numbers. Mm-hmm. And proved to me once and for all, I was like thinking, why do we even just put it on Tuesdays? Because they were on Wednesday no first. For. There was no need to move. AEW is a new kid on the block. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but I, I still think that it, it when they were moving from the internet to USA, that would have been the perfect time to make that change. Sure. Maybe they thought they could have held up and, and matched what AEW was going to do, but I, if you read the room at the time, they weren't going to, and they didn't. And I, I think that they've wasted, I don't want to say wasted, but I, I think the last year and a half, they could have been building that Tuesday night audience, That and now they, they have to start from scratch here. Um, they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna bring everybody from their Wednesday night crowd. That that loyal six hundred thousand, they're gonna go to Tuesday nights. Yeah. How many of of the the eight hundred thousand that that watch AW is gonna start watching Tuesday nights? I'm one of them. That's one. Let's start to count there. Mm-hmm. Let's see how many else go there. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing, vice versa. So how many are from AEW going to go to NXT? How many from NXT are going to start watching AEW? It is going to be a win-win. I think both numbers are going to jump, especially the initial first week after Mania, because you're going to everybody's going to be riding that high. Um, and what I think NXT does well is that when they are put in pressure situations where they have to do something that. They forces them to stand out. They, I think they are going to, uh, no pun intended, stand and deliver. Uh, you know, think about Halloween Havoc was a, well, they knocked it out of the park with Halloween Havoc. You know, um, Great American Bash was for the most part a pretty good show. In Your House was a, was a fantastic show. Um, fantastic yeah. show. You know, so so I think when they are put up against the wall and they have to do something different and innovative, there is no more innovative brand in wrestling in the past five years than NXT. So I have faith in NXT. I have I don't and I'll be completely honest. And if you listen to the show, you'll know that I don't always watch AEW. But now I am more inclined to do so because I was watching wrestling on Wednesdays anyways. Yeah, and I mean, for me too, most of the time I would be watching uh, AEW on Wednesday nights as opposed to watching NXT later on during the week. That's kind of how I would go about things. Now for me, myself, and for last week, this week, um, I'll be able to watch it Tuesday nights without issue, Wednesday nights without issue, and then have the rest of the week to do whatever the hell I feel like. NXT UK is on Thursdays too, by the way. Mm, 3 (laughs) p.m. on the Peacock Network. Now, three p.m. Yes, um, three, you know what I'm doing? Three p.m. I'm working. <laughs> I'm here's here's the only problem that that happens for for the delight show and NXT. Now, if something awesome happens on NXT, you're now getting it on an eight day delay. So this effectively kills anything any NXT coverage on my show. Yeah. The- that's exactly you know, takeovers, but that's it. <laughs> the future of the I, I will say this and I'll the future of the war schedule and everything has we're there's gonna be a massive discussion about this because the the wrestling schedule has put all of all of our shows in a flux right now. Like I don't know what's I, going to happen. Is true. I, but as 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 I said at the beginning, I can be the Monday night delight any day of the week. <laughs> uh, don't put me on Mondays because the joke dies. Put me anywhere else, I'll be, be fine. Well, just well, I mean, RVD is the same thing, and he whatever day he was on, he was still the delight, correct? Yeah, and yeah, Monday night delight every day of the week. And yeah, well, there you we'll, go. We'll, we'll <laughs> That's a tagline, though. That's a, I put that on a t-shirt and sell it, ladies and gentlemen. Just mine. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And just in general, we win. Fans, we win. No matter what. W for everybody, because now there is no discrepancies, no having to go back and watching a show. You get to watch it live on your telly for all my UK squadron out there and just enjoy it. You know, this is this is the best thing that honestly could have happened to professional wrestling, we get 
entire work week, work week worth of just wrestling. And I think at the end of the day, that's all that truly matters. We just want to watch good wrestling any day of the week. It doesn't matter from Sunday to Saturday. doesn't matter. We're gonna win. And that's all that matters. Correct. But we shall move on from uh, NXT on Tuesdays. I think we just beat, finished being that dead horse. I think that bigger news even came out not so long ago. Chris Jericho, ladies and gentlemen, this came out last week. I'm on Instagram, flipping through my phone, just trying to see, you know, what random Japan wrestling thing I see from Kota Ibushi's title, which I won't even talk about here. That's all fair stuff. But then we see the news. Chris Jericho appearing on the WWE Network interviewing with Stone Cold Steve Austin on the Broken Skulls podcast that will premiere after the second night of WrestleMania 37. Ricky, I'm starting off with you. Give me your thoughts. When I, I was at work when I, when I saw this, um, and I immediately just started throwing it out to a bunch of people, obviously our Patreon member, Jermaine, who just is like the man on the scene at the most random times. Like it's always breaking news in our Patreon chat. So shout out to Jermaine um, for, for doing this. And I was like, no way. <laughs> and then I, and I checked Instagram and I, I saw, it and I just started blowing up to people. And I know at the time you were still away. And I, I have this rule of like not hitting up our people when you guys are on vacation. But I was like, Zach's got to know about this. Like he's, he's got to know about this. It was the announcement in and of itself is mind blowing at this day and age, the way that they did the announcement. And it's, there's only a couple of people in wrestling that can do a no word promo and everybody knows what's going on. Shawn Michaels did on NXT every week and it was brilliant. You know, they put this together and they knew people are going to lose their minds. You had the Austin logo. You had obviously the Jeritron or whatever, but Jericho countdown clock was like the original year 2000 Jericho countdown clock with the year 2000 Jericho, like countdown theme. And it just panned yeah. out and it was yeah. Austin and Jericho just looking at you, asking you, what are you going to do about it? And it's brilliant. It is a brilliant move. It's brilliant that they're getting Jericho on here in a non-wrestling format, which I think is a good move for everybody involved. Um, not that I'm saying Jericho's bad in the ring, but I'm just saying it's just it's good that way. Um, it's a brilliant move by the brass at WWE to not only have him on, but have him on on the network where you can only watch the show on the network. And guess what? You're just going to get people in those last minute buys to uh to get sign up the peacock because that's what i want to see what jericho has to say on the wwe network to stone cold you have a a diehard wwe legend and still in stone cold you have pretty much the benedict arnold for some people in chris jericho moving over to aew the original the inaugural aew champion the first big grab by cody and friends um to aew now he's back the, and your mind's going crazy. What is Jericho going to be talking about? What is what is Stone Cold going to grill him about? What is Jericho going to hide up? Like, there's a lot of stuff that's happened in the past year with Chris Jericho in general, inside and outside of the ring. Um, and there's a lot of stuff with, that he's been public about, especially everything with AEW, calling himself the demo god and all of this stuff. So it's a win. It's a huge win for WWE. It's a huge get. And depending on how Jericho plays this uh, plays this interview, it could be a huge win for AEW, but that's yet to be determined. Nance, let me know what's going on. What are you thinking? First of all, I'm allowed to listen to things on work at work, and, <laughs> and so I'm listening to and don't judge me, the Wrestling Observer Live show. Uh. Uh, and they, they <laughs> I know. I know. They break this news and I'm like, I heard something incorrectly. <laughs> um, so I look this up and I see I see the countdown clock. And I see this and I realize up is down, left is right, cats and dogs live. Nothing makes sense anymore. Uh, Vince McMahon apparently just loves Chris Jericho. Because if you remember, <laughs> the last time we saw Chris Jericho was the greatest Royal Rumble. And he, he was the 50th guy in and he wore his Alpha Club T-shirt to the ring. Got away with it. Jericho, 
Yes. Big win for Jericho there. I was like, okay, Vince is either A, not paying attention, or just loves Chris Jericho. And here, Vince either A, loves Chris Jericho, or B, doesn't realize Jericho doesn't work there anymore. Uh, something's weird here. I about 50% believe they're going to do this whole interview and not say the letters A-E-W. That, that is a, whole, that is a high possibility. Do it. I'm intrigued and I want to sit, I'm going to watch four hours of WrestleMania <laughs> and then I'm going to sit and watch an hour and a half interview and then I'm going to get them to go to work the next morning because it's going to be worth it and I got to know what to say because this, this is two of my favorite wrestlers all time mm-hmm. and I got, I got to see what I got to see what happens. They're, they're going to draw people in. People are going to want to see this. This is going to bring eyes to Peacock. If WrestleMania doesn't, this will. Um, yes. It's weird, but it's so good. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Like, for me, in general, when Ricky sent me this last week, and I'm just, like, looking at it, I'm looking and looking, and I'm, like, just sitting there, just waiting for 3 o'clock to hit on my phone, and I'm looking at it. I almost threw my phone four <laughs> times during the entire day. And I'm thinking like, this is a lie. Let me watch this again. Hold on. And I looked at it again and I looked at it again and I had to get put my screen back on because when my, my, my whole phone goes off and I watched it again and I'm thinking this is about to break all types of minds, bodies, souls, and everything else in between because this is a huge interview for the Broken Skulls podcast. This is one that I don't think anyone saw coming, period. Um, I didn't see it coming. Ricky, I know you definitely didn't see it coming. Mance, I know you didn't see it coming. And the announcement was perfect. Everything they did was perfect. Just, I was playing Fozzie in my head. Just every song I could think of on my uh, Pandora playlist. And flabbergasted beyond just my, my mind exploding. Like, whoa. <laughs> didn't know this this is huge and man it's like you said if wrestlemania doesn't get you in the door for peacock which i actually just uh, put in my account last week this will this will get you in the door i mean yeah I'm, i'll watch the office whenever i feel like that's perfectly fine but this is going to get you in the door this will get you your buys they played this wonderfully very very smart by WWE and Peacock. And now we're going to get the entire interview with Jericho. And I think Ricky, like you said, if they mention the letters AEW, I'll be very shocked. I hope yeah. there's a prop bet in Vegas somewhere for this because I would love to put some money on this and see if they say it. As If there's an over-under on how many times they may say AEW, and I hope the over-under is set at two. Well, so I can just play it up and call it it. Yeah, well, now that DraftKings is a partner with WWE, you can probably actually make a bet on it legitimately. There's a problem head for it right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll actually, speaking of which, and I know this is not one of the topics that we have on the docket for today. Um, Ricky, I think you sent me this um, a little while back with I the DraftKings. WWE coming together. So you may have a little bit more information. Bring that up real quick and just let the people know, just in case y'all don't know mm-hmm. what's going on with DraftKings and WWE. If you haven't heard by now, WWE has officially partnered with DraftKings as they're pretty much a legal way to bet on wrestling for the most part. Their, their partnership focuses primarily, and this is very crucial, focuses primarily on free-to-play pools. So we're like, okay, you can you can bet on wrestling, but we're not going to say that you're gambling on wrestling. Either way, this can open up the doors for a lot of stuff, especially with the prospect of, oh, I don't know, WrestleMania going to Vegas, where you're going to bet on wrestling. This is, I feel like this is them kind of just testing the waters, but it's also, um, in, in a backwards conspiracy theorist way, uh, figuring out what the average fan thinks is going to happen before it happens. I think this is, could be kind of like a uh, a little. It's like it's like the Furby spy conspiracy where you thought you like the microphone was live all the time with Furbies. If you remember it, unless I'm the one that's showing my age. Um, this, no, I remember. I just hadn't heard it in a while. <laughs> you know, but I I think it, I think it's a cool move. Look, I've never been into DraftKings or like any of the DraftKings or whatever the other one was for like really betting on stuff. I'll do like, you know, a bleacher report, like whatever free to play thing. But like, I'm interested, like I'm going to do DraftKings for mania. Why the hell not? If it's free to play, that's just going to get me in the door. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm even looking at it right now from uh, MSN.com. Yeah. Um, quote, at the end of you know, 2020, um, DraftKings said uh, their online sports betting market share is 30%. Um, while the iGaming market share is 19, they estimate uh, they can actually earn as much as five billion to 7.3 billion in North American online sports betting and all that good stuff. Um, that's just numbers, and um, it's it's a great thing for DraftKings to actually be involved with WWE. Yeah, for us, uh, I am a DraftKings player. I'm also a FanDuel player. Um, that's the other one. And- that's the other one. It's FanDuel yeah. purposes, but now to see. WWE and DraftKings coming together in this agreement, this is huge for fans and DraftKings players alike. Um, they already do, of course, UFC, they do NBA, NHL, college basketball, all that good stuff. So now when you add WWE to it, not only does this mean big money for DraftKings, this means huge money for WWE across the board. And mm-hmm. for those of you who have possible stock in WWE and DraftKings, you might want to get yourself some more shares. I am not a stock analyst whatsoever, but I'm just thinking uh, with common sense, logic, reasoning, and rational thought, you might want to get in on this one like it was GameStop, just putting it out there. (laughs) Yes, and something something else to think of as well. Included in this agreement, it's not just during free to play on DraftKings. DraftKings also gets sponsorship opportunities and rights to a lot of WWE upcoming pay per views and programming. So they're going to be like the Snickers of WrestleMania. You will see events from WWE sponsored by DraftKings. You will see DraftKings logo at WWE events moving forward. This is a get for this is a big get for everybody. Man, what are your thoughts on this? Like DraftKings and WWE, does this go hand in hand? Is this peanut butter and jelly? I don't know. I, this is the first I've heard of it. So I'm processing this. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a sports betting person. Um, if I'm gambling, I'm in a casino. So this, this doesn't, I, I don't, I don't understand sports betting in general. The people, people quote lines, the, the, the sports lines to me, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. On the other hand, <laughs> this, this is going to reach out to a whole group of people who do to do sports betting, who, who understand it. And it's going to open another door for people to get eyes on WWE because I do know that when I play fantasy football, I watch a whole lot more NFL. So if I'm betting on something, I'm going to pay more attention to it. Is it a good thing? We'll have to see. But I mean, anything that gets more eyes on the product is what they're going to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, are we saying we're opening that forbidden door, perhaps? Maybe. Oh, my goodness. I'm so tired of that phrase. So am I. (laughs) But if the forbidden doors, if anything's going to open the forbidden door, it's 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 Jericho and Austin. Absolutely. I have some news about this, too. I was just reading this uh, the other day or today uh, when we're doing this. So according according to a source that is quoting Austin. So take this with a grain of salt. Um, Austin approached Vince McMahon with this idea via like text mm. messages and stuff. And he said, Hey, can I have Chris Jericho on my show? And Vince says, go ahead. I don't care. And, uh, and according, and Austin's like, well, you know, Vince's, you know, texting with Vince is one thing, but like speaking to him is, is another thing. So he, he, he contacted Vince Absolutely. again for a double confirmation and Vince gave him and Vince mm-hmm. gave the okay for it so everybody who's and then don't ever yeah, bring it up again because he'll yeah. realize <laughs> <laughs> we're done i got it yeah so it, it, it's very interesting um and you know obviously like we said you know the marketing machine of this being on wrestlemania weekend is just a huge get for everybody uh it was crazy when this came out too because uh even my my co-host will was like it's got to be an april fool's joke but i was like it's april 2nd <laughs> like, see, that's, that's yeah. what I thought too. I checked the date when I heard this. There you go. That, that's just wild to me to think, you know, you got the, you got Jericho on here, and it's just going to be so wild because you're thinking like AEW fans are, AEW fans are going to be watching this. You know, if you're a fan of professional wrestling, you're going to watch this interview, whether you watch it that night, the day after, or soon after that, you're going to be watching this interview. Because we want to know what Jericho wants, is going to say. What is Austin going to ask him about? What is he going to grill him on? You know, what, what, what are they going to say? What will be those highlights? You know, because I know at my job, I got a few people that I work with that are wrestling fans, hardcores, um, old, older heads, and they're just like, yeah, we, 
we like this. I don't know their thoughts on it because I don't think I've talked to them about it just yet, but this is just for everybody, for casuals, hardcores, all of that in between. You're going to watch this interview whether you want to or somebody's going to force you. I hope, hopefully not by gunpoint <laughs> or anything else of that matter because we don't put that here at WrestleAddict Radio. We don't promote that on WrestleAddict it, Radio. It's on Sunday. Not it's the day of the Lord, you know, obviously. Uh, another thing as well before yeah. we pivot, before we pivot past this is that uh, it was mentioned to me uh, from, I think, from Will as well, my co-host, that this isn't anything new for Austin. Austin's had Jericho on his podcast. Austin's had Tony Khan on his podcast. The difference here is, is that this is the Austin podcast that is exclusively made for the WWE Network. This is a completely different monster than Austin's yeah separate podcast that is very that he does very well this is something that is produced directly for wwe and to have a non-contracted wrestler whether it be chris jericho or anybody else on the network willingly and having them what i'm what i'm assuming is openly speaking about whatever because you know austin's going to get jericho to drink and jericho loves to drink you know that um you know (laughs) You That's know, true. <laughs> and really getting Jericho on here and drinking, drinking and talking. This is going to be a big thing, you know, but we're, we're going to have to wait to see what happens with this. Let's move on. It, I'm going yeah, hey, 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 <laughs> slow down there, Chief, but this is my show. <laughs> but yes, we shall move on. And whew, along with all of that news, I think we can start to ease into the WrestleMania stuff, but not before we talk about Andrade, Cien Almas, or whatever the hell they're going to call him outside of WWE, because that man, he gone. (laughs) Andrade has been released from the WWE last week or sometime beforehand, and this was not a bombshell announcement, at least to me personally. But when I found out Andrade was being released from WWE, um, my first initial thought was good. He wasn't really being utilized as much as I would have personally liked him to be. I was a huge Andrade fan, especially in NXT, with the way they used him in storyline, you know, before he got past the whole Chippendales uh situation there and we don't talk about that here in uh, the YLP realm of WrestleMania's radio land but added in Angelina Vega that became a whole deal became NXT champion had banger matches uh, take over Philadelphia for one against Absolutely. Johnny Gargano which was in my opinion one of the best matches that he ever had in WWE a wrestling and observer five star match <laughs> that was yes, a five it was. star it was a five it star was. it was a it was a big deal that was a five star that's a really big deal because we know Meltzer now, nowadays handing out five stars like it's freaking Halloween candy six <laughs> stars if you talk about Omega Okada anywhere in the freaking world but that's a whole different story for another day uh, Mance your thoughts on Andrade's release from a WWE uh, it, it sounds, strange, sounds strange to say but I'm happy for him because he's been sitting in catering for months now Actually, um, <laughs> find him find him something to do somewhere and, and let him do it because he does it great one thing I don't want to see and maybe one maybe one off is fine but he does not need to go all elite absolutely immediately. no that, absolutely that a big pond full of big fish right now Yes. He, the, the, if he's he's going to stay in the United States and wrestle, I mean, considering he's engaged to Charlotte, he's probably going to stay in the United States. There's two great places he can go. One is connected to the Big Pond. He can go to Impact. They can do some good stuff with him in Impact, or he can go to Ring of Honor. And Lord knows they could use him in Ring of Somebody Honor. Somebody needs right to save Ring of Honor. Yeah, they And actually, with NWA Power coming back, he can go to the NWA. Uh, I could I could go for some Andrade. Uh, Nick Aldis matches, to be real honest with you. Ooh, he needs opponents. <laughs> that he does. So, um, yeah. yeah, sorry. And then um, one other thing that everybody's saying, and it, it'll be good if it happens, but I think she could do a lot of great stuff on her own. She, he doesn't need to be immediately hooked back up with the internet, Trinidad. It would be great. But I would like to see what she can do someplace else. And on the, the flip of that same coin, if she were to pop up in all elite, their women's division, 
I think that would be yeah, because they need all the help they can get. That would actually be a solid idea. For we, uh, y'all, if y'all heard the YLP podcast on many occasions, y'all know my thoughts on the AEW women's division as a whole. Ricky, thoughts, man? How you feeling? <sighs> um, it's funny that you say he was sitting and catering. If you, if you listen to the first podcast that he was on after his release, he was making three million a year. So if you told me I could make three million a year while sitting. And doing nothing and catering, I'd probably do it. I would, I you know, I get like his passion is his passion, but like three million a year is a lot for me. Uh, three million a year is a lot for anybody, you know. But I mean, kudos to him for saying that money isn't an op- money isn't an option for him, and that doesn't doesn't hold weight to him when it comes to something that he's passionate about and this is his art form, and he wants to do this because he loves it. There's something to be said about that. There's also something to be said for the fact that once Zelina Vega got fired, Andre was Andrade was dead in the water. Zelina yeah, Vega was. was Andrade's meal ticket. It wasn't Charlotte Flair. It was Zelina Vega. She was perfect I, for him. And like you can look what happened to um Angel Garza. Where have you seen Angel Garza since Zelina got fired? Nope. Um no. You know, so that's the thing. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, I forgot he. I forgot he was. That's the shame thing. about this whole thing. Um, no, and she was. She was the act. Right. She. She was the biggest part of the act. He. He was the wrestler, but she was the personality. Um, and I think that's a shame because because he could do the personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but Zelina was the personality, and, and that's why I want him to go somewhere without her. And if he takes the Drew McIntyre path back to the WWE, great, mm-hmm. because as long as Charlotte is still there, he ha- the door Absolutely. will be open. If he he needs to go and do the Drew McIntyre thing, the Bobby Lashley thing, go and do and come back, I'm okay with that. But he's got to go and do. Yeah, they'll be right there waiting for him. 100%. And that's the best part about it. He can go the Drew McIntyre route, do some things outside of WWE, go to the Ring of Honors, go to the Impact. Hell, I would love to see him go back as LaSombra in NWW and try to get that World Heavyweight Championship or maybe the never open weight title. Y'all know how much I'm a mark for the New Japan deal. But I mean, that may not be the case. We'll see how that goes. Um, We already know we've seen a picture of him possibly signing a contract somewhere. Um, If he does stay in America, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to side with Mance on this. NWA would be one hell of a landing spot for uh, Mr. Almas. Personally, I think they really need the bump. And like you said, man, him and Aldis can have some absolute bangers of matches. And Aldis needs opponents. That man's been holding that title for eight Mm -hmm. years now. How long has it been? I don't know. But I mean, he had no. uh, Actually, I do know this. Uh, I believe it's been it's been with the exception of about the forty five days that Cody held it, starting it all. Oh yeah, in. Not all out. Yeah. He sold it for about four and a half years. If that's if memory serves. That's wild. And he just been running through guys. That is NWA world title range for your ass. You know, trying to keep it friendly, you know, YouTube purposes, but sometimes you got to say a little curse word here and there just to keep it, you know, a little bit exciting. Um, at the end of the day, though, Andrade, I think this is the best move for Andrade. Mance, you're correct in saying he does not need to be brought back with the, the Eternal Dad. That doesn't need to happen. Um, if there's any other talent in WWE that should ask for their release, there is only one other person I believe that needs to say it. And that man is none other than Mr. Alistair Black. I would just love to see him go up to Vince and just be like, you know what? I'm being as underutilized as it possibly could. I'm chilling in Titus catering. I'm not doing much of anything on SmackDown or Raw or whatever the hell brand I'm at right now. I need to go. I need to be Tommy Ed. There is no other way you're going to tell me that you have guys like Aleister Black, you have the Ricochets, you have the Angel Garzas, you have all this talent in WWE, what they call the greatest roster of talent in the history of the company, and you're not utilizing them. This is just another lesson for all of y'all out there, you know, who love WWE and all that stuff. Let them know, hey, they don't use everybody. And it's quite unfortunate, especially talent like Andrade that come up from NXT have somewhat a good amount of prominence from there have a little bit of you know good run initially and then just seem to fall off the planet and head just straight towards the Pluto where no one ever sees them again it's quite a sad thing 
for a lot of us. I'm a big, like I said, I'm a big fan of Andrade. I'm sure you guys, you know, were digging Andrade too as well. It's just very unfortunate for someone like Andrade who had, I personally think, a lot of promise in the company that could have held a world title, that could have had a couple more mid-card tighter reigns, that could have done something of value. Hell, I would have loved to see him on WrestleMania's card this year. There's a lot of, there would have been a lot of spots for him both nights to possibly get something there, but unfortunately, that's how the cookie crumbles, and that's how things go down sometimes in WWE. We here at WrestleMania Radio, of course, wish that man the very best in his future endeavors, and I hate saying that quote, but it has to be said, unfortunately. I will, have to, I will say this one thing about, about Ricochet. Ricochet lost a spot to a guy named Reginald, that's all. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> uh, really? I saw, Regi- I, I, I saw Reginald versus Sasha Banks, and I was like, wow, that's exactly what Ricochet can do. Wow. I guess Ricochet's still in catering. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, we, maybe Alistair Black and Ricochet need to do some asking. I don't know. It's, I, I don't know. Oh, no. Talent's one, talent <laughs> one thing you got to appeal to an audience, though. Oh, oh Break, yeah, go the James Ellsworth route. You'll be just fine. You'll Listen, actually get a world title match. Who knows? Hands. Hey, he almost, I, that false finish was fantastic. I will, I will say that to the day I day. James Ellsworth versus AJ Styles had me on the edge of my seat after one super kick. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> true. Max, I, I don't yeah. disagree. I hate it, but I don't disagree. <laughs> you, you, you hate it. That's the thing. You hate to love it, but you know it's good yeah. when you see it. That's the best part. About that James Ellsworth run. Where he's been, we don't know. But we're glad he was there for the time he was. That's all I'm saying. Keep it a buck. Man, man capitalized on an opportunity. <laughs> right. He went from jobber to, to unforgettable in the span of a week. The man was, he won the first he did. Bank match. He's, he's, he's a history maker. He, that's true. That is he, some history you know for you. funny he made off that t-shirt? He had to have made just buckets of money off a t-shirt with and his no face chip. on it. Enough to know he will never have to work a day in his life ever again in the wrestling business if he yeah. felt like it. Oh. oh my god, I love it. See, that's what you get here on a 300 episode of the Wild Bee Podcast. But that is not why you're here. We'll be here for it anyway. But let's us pivot to the real reason we are here for episode 300. And I'm going to bring it over. To oh, me, before we talk about WrestleMania, there's always this thing that I have every single year. And, I, and I'm on the opinion, this may be unpopular to a lot of people. I have felt since I would think the last five years or so that NXT has absolutely just straight dominated. Every single time there's been a big four weekend, of course, just in case you pledge, I don't know what that is. That would be Royal Rumble. That would be WrestleMania. That would be SummerSlam. And that would be Survivor Series. And every single time, at least except the one, which would be TakeOver San Antonio and Royal Rumble weekend, NXT is sort of dominated every single time. And, it, and I had that feeling in the pit of my stomach once again, NXT may literally stand and deliver. The question I pose to you, Ricky, do you believe NXT has the better card? Or does WWE WrestleMania have this one in the bag as we enter into WrestleMania weekend? Of course, we already have can deliver already taken place. That's been done. How do you feel, though, about both cards and which one I will say this. When it comes to WrestleMania weekends, NXT has always pushed WWE to its limits. I mean, if you look back at some of the documentaries, I think especially after Dallas, uh, when they did the 24 for TakeOver Daleks, Triple H came to the back and he was like, I told you guys to show them up, but not totally make it like un- unattainable for them to do a better show. <laughs> which, is, which is exactly what happened. And the only other times that I think WWE showed at WrestleMania was better than TakeOver in the last couple of years was uh, take uh, WrestleMania 35 in New York. I thought was a top to bottom, one of the best shows I have ever seen live in person, um, minus a couple of matches. But like they had er- everything that you pretty much wanted to happen. And, you know, the icing on the cake with Kofi winning and beating Daniel, I thought was great. And nothing and nothing they did at TakeOver was going to top that. And but un- arguably Orlando. Um, was a so-so show compared to what was happening on, on WrestleMania 33 that year. Be that as it may, for this year, it is really hard for me to be excited 
excited to be more excited for WrestleMania compared to TakeOver. I think in general, TakeOver has had a more a better controlled and better paced build than what WrestleMania has or what they've been doing to build WrestleMania. I think there are NXT is just a cleaner product. You know, they're very clean in their stores. You know what they're doing. You know where they're going to go. You know how a setup is. And usually everybody who's in those spots knows how to sell those spots and make this a big thing. Freaking Raquel threw Eel ride through a drywall. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sold. Like, let's do this. Like, I am sold. <laughs> you know? Um, and I'm, yeah, and unfortunately this year, because this happens from time to time, I'm just not really sold on some of the stuff. I mean, I was excited after Rumble, but then, you know, uh, storylines got a little bit convoluted and things kind of got muddied up and and cluttered. So at this moment in time, depending on what they do on Saturday and Sunday, I would say for right now, I NXT uh, is, is, is the more exciting, uh, better, better put together card than WrestleMania. I will say, if you listen to WrestleMania on War as well, he has been following the setup to what is what people have said has been the greatest WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania X7. And by the way, that one had a very late build as well. So you can make chickens, you can make chicken salad out of chicken shit sometimes. So you never know what's going to happen. Yes, sir, man. Better cards. Next in Mania. I am excited about WrestleMania because uh, there are a bunch like the, the solo title matches I'm excited for. Uh, the three-way, D- Daniel Bryan and Roman and Edge, I think it's going to be great. Lashley mm. and Drew, I think it's going to be great. Bianca and Sasha, Oscar and Rhea, I, 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 am, I am excited about all of these. But there are two words that trump all of them, and that is Ciampa and Volter. Oh. That match alone makes me more excited for NXT than all of <laughs> WrestleMania weekend. Then you add on Carrie uh, and Cross. I'm going to call him Killer Cross. Carrie and Cross and mm-hmm. Finn. You add on uh, Adam Cole uh, and Kyle O'Reilly. You add on Gargano and this whole mess with, with the, the gauntlet. It's such good stuff. EO and Raquel. You can build all that, but if you just, I mean, if it was just two nights of Balter and Ciampa, I'd still say that'd be better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, I was there in New York when Balter defeated Pete. That Dunn. wasn't, all right, Mr. Mance, that was not a I defeat. Never, that was a decimation of Peter Dunn. <laughs> it was a decimation. Ah. I'm two rows from the top of the Barclays, and when he chopped that man, I felt it. Everyone in mom felt it. What do you mean? That's true. That's That's true. Like, what is that? Uh, no, but I had never seen Volter. I did not watch NXT UK. I had never seen Volter before. And all of a sudden, I was like, okay, that is now one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet. I, have, I cannot wait to see what these two men do to each other. And I know in my heart, this is a, if you listen to my this, uh, the predictions I made this past Wednesday, I know Vulture's going to win, and I'm sad about it, but I cannot wait to see what is left of these two men after they kill each other. Yes, <laughs> NXT TakeOver, <laughs> better card, hands down, Vulture and Ciampa, and everything else. And and just looking at the card alone, I mean, we already know what, you know, Shane Deliver happened both nights, Friday, all that good stuff. I just want to recap the card for you. This is just night once. Pete Dunn Kushida oh my God. came up just I forgot about that. During the... Uh, during that um, battle royal, you know, you know, and just went off the premise of Pete Dunn says he's the best technical wrestler right now going in the game. Kushida says, nah, fam, uh uh-uh. uh, my, my little PC man bun over here is flyer than, you know, whatever you've got going on with your hair back there. That is on the card. That MSK, Grizzly Young Veterans, Legata Del Fantasma, three of the top tag teams, um, especially coming out of the, um, the tournament and they had the Dusty Cup Classic. Absolutely, these three teams are just some of the best. And like I said on the YLP podcast, the Dusty Classic was the resurrection of the NXT Tag Team Division. They did it back in 2018 and now we got the Tag Team Division back where it belongs prominently on NXT. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on that. You have you had the Gauntlet Eliminator match just to determine who would face Gargano on night two. Volger versus Champa for the NXT UK Women's or NXT uh, UK Championship. Then you have Sarai Gonzalez uh, for the women's title. 
And that's just night one. That is was night one. Night two, you have the NXT Women's Tag Team titles with Ember Moon and Shachi Blackheart versus The Way. You had, you had the unsanctioned match. Cole versus O'Reilly, and that has been built perfectly. I will say this up before you continue. That is one of the best video packages for a match I have ever seen in my life. Chef's mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, kiss on that. You had, of course, Johnny Gargano facing the winner of the Gauntlet Eliminator. You had the unification of the Cruiserweight Championship, a match I have been wanting since, since the whole pandemic started. I've been I've been asked. Well, I, personally, I was wanting Santos Escobar versus Kushida, <laughs> but then when you got Kushida as a damn like Devlin Escobar was the money match. And if y'all have been listening to me on the Wild podcast, I just gotta say it again. I've been clamoring for this. I've been wanting Devlin Escobar because we needed to know who the true cruiserweight king is. And the fact that we had NXT cruiserweights on NXT has just been brilliant. And then Balor Cross, a match I, we have been needing since. Literally, TakeOver 30, last August, was the one match I had been telling everyone, this was your match. This was the money match. This was the match you needed for WrestleMania weekend. And we got it. And how this could, this destroys anything WrestleMania has. I mean, who honestly, ladies and gentlemen, do you really want to see Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage? Let's be real with ourselves. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going yeah, to mention that. And you're welcome. We, 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 I tried not to, but it, for sake of the bit, I had to. <laughs> um, I mean, New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's going to be a great match. Okay. That is going to be a great match. Don't, don't you knock. Don't you knock it. Don't you knock it. Almost is going to show up. Too late. I knocked it. I knocked it the second that her business lost the title. It's, no, no, I'm, I, I can't, I can't, I cannot compete. And I'm going to say this right now, even though we're not talking about Mania yet. I cannot go against Kofi. I cannot go against Xavier Woods of Anuda. They always do something spectacular. And I cannot go against the Shawn Michaels of his generation, AJ Styles. You put AJ Styles anywhere in WrestleMania, he shows on his first match with Jericho at WrestleMania 32. Fantastic. He opened up WrestleMania 33 with Shane McMahon and put on a freaking classic. Okay. Minus the the blinding lights at WrestleMania 35. Him and Randy was freaking fantastic as well. <laughs> we don't need we were gonna talk about conveniently skipped AJ and Shinsuke. I, oh, oh, I mean, no, that was a good match. That was a good match. I mean, balls aside, that was a great match. <laughs> That's where he put them. To the side. Yeah, that started the whole she'll burn with And to that, to this day, I still want to throw up in my mouth thinking about that. It's just there's no way that W personally WrestleMania competes with NXT's fan deliver what they brought in the last year. They just absolutely not this year. I mean, night two could possibly compete but night one possible but anyway since we're on the topic of Wrestlemania let us get into the Wrestlemania preview and before I bring it over to of course the illustrious wonderful man that is Ricky I just want to get this out of the way um, with the Hurt Business um, there was some news that came out that we found out that this man of all people in his wonderful wisdom and thought process that is that man's brain was the reason the Hurt Business pretty much was just gone. And I I wouldn't be Mr. YLP himself if I didn't give you a damn rant for about a couple minutes, if I may, Mr. Manson, Mr. King. It's it's your Um, show. We're in your world. It's your show, man. I'm just I'm I'm trying I'm trying to keep it together. I'm trying to keep it together. I don't want to say too many extras. Listen, I don't listen, know if it's just gonna be deep monetized. breathing techniques. That's you know I can teach you a bunch of those. It's fine. Forgot forgot psychology is your but, thing. Very, very but very speak much. your truth. It's all right. Catharsis is great. I love it. Goose <laughs> Okay. Vince McMahon, you're an absolute goal. Okay. The hurt business was literally the best thing you had going on Monday Night Raw. Hands down, and I think both men can agree with me on that statement. <laughs> you, sir, are 800 years old. 75, you maybe. You don't have any more. 
whatever. <laughs> As Bianca Belair said, you don't go here anymore. I can't believe I actually just did that. But wow. We're, we're who, who are you? I know. Very, Mr. Wildy himself. That's who I am. But this is an absolute tragedy because, as y'all know, I do not watch Monday Night Raw. I think it is just a waste of my time and a waste of my you know uh, brain matter and drops my IQ points by at least 25 every single time I watch at least five minutes of it. And there is no possible way in this game right now when you have a top heel stable or a face, depending on who you ask, like the whole business and you're just going to break them up. When you have a talent like Cedric Alexander that was literally in obscurity after the Cruiserweight division pretty much you know, dis- disintegrated on Raw, and now you have him in a stable of prominence. You had him somewhere where he was thriving, where he was working with a veteran like Shelton Benjamin. Personally, one of my favorites ever in WWE. I love that man. Even with the gold hair, I love Shelton Benjamin. Yes, I said it. The gold hair was fly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, the gold gold standard shelter. Yeah. <laughs> the gold uh, standard. With a man like MVP as the mouthpiece for the group. And he wasn't even the CEO because that was Bobby damn Lashley. The current reigning and defending WWE champion. When you have a stable of four guys that gave me vibes of the nation of domination, even though it wasn't, this was, especially as a black man, I saw this group and I saw greatness in the future of the heart business. And you, Vince, you of all people should have seen that and thought in your mind, I can make buku money off of this. And for some reason, you thought maybe I should just split them up and just think it's a grand idea that I'm just let Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander be in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal that is supposed to be tonight on SmackDown vomit-inducing moment insert here, and just let MVP and Bobby Lashley go on the mania. There is no possible way on God's green earth that you don't think in your infinite wisdom that you couldn't make money off this. You had the t-shirts ready, I know you did. You had the catchphrases, you had the little kids pining, ready at the bit to watch these four men go into after WrestleMania, handle business, do work, put work in, holding gold. Okay, even if MVP wasn't even going to wrestle anymore, give that man that United States Championship because I don't know how we feel about real at this very moment with that United States Championship. But the mid card is dead as it is on Raw. There is no possible way the hurt business wasn't going to make money. There, there was just no way. And for him, this goon, this buffoon, this idiot, to believe in his mind that the hurt business was better split than they were together is asinine. 10, 11, 12, and 13 to quote Skip Bayless. You really you really quoted one. Skip Bayless? <laughs> you really quoted Skip Bayless. Wow. You would you went from Stephen A to Skip Bayless in the same rant. I am I have to rethink everything I know about you. I will I will give you I will give you Miss Devil's advocate for the sake of discussion, obviously, since this is a podcast that in of itself. First off, Old buffoon, old buffoon, whatever it is. This man has required in the last five years three one billion dollar contracts. Okay, two one billion, two one billion dollar television contracts with two major television companies, and also a billion dollar streaming service contract that he just solidified in January. And yes, you're gonna fail, but this man keeps on trying. Fact of the matter is, when you think about the Hurt Business, and if we're going to be honest about said Hurt Business, the Hurt Business was created to make Bobby Lashley look like a star. And guess what? It did its job. It's held all of its titles. You had the U.S. title on the Hurt Business. You had the tag team titles on the Hurt Business. And guess what? We got Bobby a little bit prematurely winning the WWE Championship, but we got him to the mountaintop. He is at the almighty mountaintop. What do you have to do with the Hurt Business anymore? What is there for them to do? They did their job. And according to MVP on Twitter, the Hurt Business is still just Bobby and MVP. You can add more people into the Hurt Business. Just because they ended business with with two people doesn't mean that they're not going to open up business with somebody else. Yeah, but it feels like they're opening business with Baron Corbin. And that's... Which, which... Which, uh, hold on, no, hold on, no, 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 no. Think no about witch. this. Do you remember this thing called, I don't know, the Dogs of War featuring Baron Corbin, 
Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. We forget about that in my world. I don't remember that. No, <laughs> did, it sounds like something. All right, I, I, I don't you'll remember that. when I say Roman Reigns dog food. How is this your defense? How is this your defense? I'm not saying it's my defense. <laughs> oh, you said Baron Corbin. You're doing so said, well. But I said, hey, this is, doing so this well. is something that they're probably moving to. The fact of the matter is, we know where this is going. You're getting Lashley Brock. It's happening. It's, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're in that getting Lashley. You're getting Lashley Brock. Wanted, and actually, it's been a year since Brock. Brock. I can handle yeah. Brock. I can handle that. But I think with the her business, if they were still a quartet, if you will, um, that would have added a little something to the whole storyline. Yeah, sure. I mean, granted. Some people may think, you know, Brock, Bobby may not be the sexiest thing in the world, but it is a match that is needed. But I still believe the Hurt Business was one of the best things going in WWE. Granted, SmackDown, in my opinion, is better than Raw, and that's pretty much the industry as we see every Friday night. SmackDown is amazing. You have SmackDown is the A show, as yeah. as it was predicted Absolutely. when the contract got signed with Fox. SmackDown is the best show that- ratings-wise in particular on WWE programming as it's supposed to be on network television, you know, and I'll give you that. And I I will say this. I will say this about the hurt business. I will say this. I am with you on this Zach. Cause also as an African-American, I saw something. Wild. I didn't know what MVP was doing, but MVP kept on saying, watch what I do. Watch what I do. Watch what I do. And he created an African-American sure. faction that they weren't really heels. They weren't really baby faces, but they were well-dressed African-American men on national TV. And they were dominant. Please. They were they were well-spoken and they they handled themselves like champions. And that's something that the wrestling world doesn't see. It was a it was equivalent to an evolution. It was equivalent to uh, a variation of the four horsemen, but it was an all African-American stable. And I thought that was a great niche that WWE had never seen before. And I was also upset because I was like, there can be more done here because they had something going. There was a lot more to be done you with know. this. And that's, that's what really, really throws me through a loop is the fact that you had Benjamin, you had Cedric Alexander, like I said, in my opinion, revitalize his career in WWE oh, yeah. when he was a part of the Hurt Business, 100%, because literally without him there, he was dead to rights. He was just chilling and catering, enjoying Titus's chicken pot pie, which I heard is actually quite <laughs> I've heard delicious. great things about but catering, I will say. I've heard legendary things about catering. <laughs> we've, heard, we've heard a lot about catering, and I think it's been fantastic. And I just need to be a fly on the wall for about five seconds to see what the, the spread is like. It's just at the end of the day, when you, like you said, Ricky, when you have a group, the likes of the Hurt Business, four well-spoken, well-dressed African-Americans handling business, giving you vibes of the nation of domination, even though we don't know if they were heel or face as a faction, they were something to watch. They were that one group that was just like, I wanted to see what they could do. They gave me like vibes of the Fab Five back in the early 90s when they played it. <laughs> minus the Chris Weber timeout. Weber timeout. We don't talk about that here. But they have, they could have really been a lot for the Hurt Business. And I think a lot for not only for the WWE Championship title picture, but also the tag team division which in and of itself on Raw is non-existent. I think a solid, solid, solid run for the Hurt Business as tag team champions. And don't get it twisted. I love me some New Day, but you know what? You you had enough. You had your fill at the buffet. Let Benjamin and Alexander handle business for a little while. You could have revitalized that tag team division under these two and actually had something going. Hell, who knows who they could have honestly put together because like we said, the the division is non-existent. You could have just put Riddle and Hardy back together and just let them do something for about five (laughs) minutes and just let them get their The new Hardy bros. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to piss off some Hardy fans in a a little bit. But... (laughs) But seriously, the Hurt Business to me was just one of those factions that if they really gave us something, whether it be for like eight months, 
you know, six to eight months, something, even if it ended at SummerSlam after, you know, Brock Bobby, if that's the case, sure. hopefully, fingers crossed, that, that even after that, you could have broken them up and I would have been more, much more happier with that than just doing it. And I, they're only a, a faction for what, a few months? I'm, at least a solid half a year. Because you got to think, but they formed around, they formed when they were in the performance center. Um, so it's, I would say at least six, maybe seven months. So it, it's, it's a little short on the faction side and they were doing well. And on the flip side of this whole argument from, uh, from wrestling booking standpoint, I want to leave you wanting more. So I am going to break them up. You know? Okay. I mean, if, if you want to go about it that way, Mr. Devil's advocate, I can honestly see your point with that. It's just at the end of the day, seriously, the hurt business could have been so much yes. more possible. United States should run with Alexander, something along those lines. And that, you know, the wanting more part, it gives me a very, very solid sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. And that's, that's kind of the way the business goes, unfortunately. And business was up with the hurt business. Uh, and I really upset because I, I bought that shirt and that was a really good shirt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. The, the one last point I want to make is you mentioned that they were almost a four horsemen like group. Almost. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. a reason why we know the name four horsemen 15, 20 years after there was an iteration of the four horsemen. It's because Rick and JJ Dillon never just beat up Arn and Tully and walked off on their own. In 20 years, is anybody going to be talking about the Hurt Business? No, because they this is a bad decision that they've made. And, and yes, we want more. We leave them wanting more. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.